morning show, The Breakfast Club. Man, what the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, mother... I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show. Breakfast Club, bitches. Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. Yes, it's Friday. Yes, man. The weekend is finally here. It's been a great week. It has been a great week. And I think we ended the week strong today. That's right. That's right. We have two people joining us this morning. We have Azalea Banks. We have Azalea Banks. Drop on the clues bombs for Azalea Banks. Explain to the people who Azalea Banks is if they don't know, because I'm sure a lot Azalea of people Banks might not know. Azalea Banks is an artist from Harlem. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, uh, she tours internationally. Um, a lot of people focus on what she her, says. Yeah, her, 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 the things she says more than her music sometimes, mm-hmm. but she still has a, a, a cult like following of, of fans who rock with her music. So right. she'll be here this morning. I never met yeah, the young so lady. Yeah, so she posted a picture with you guys yesterday. Yeah, I never met the young lady, so. Yeah, I never met her either. I, um, it's funny because we have. Uh, a relationship through texts and phone calls. Okay. Yeah, but we never physically met. All right. And also, mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy will be joining us. She has a movie out this weekend. It's called Life of the Party. Yeah, it comes out today. I never met Melissa McCarthy either, but Melissa McCarthy's worth $60 million. You are a bird. Is and, that the uh, first thing you look up when you when you see yes, a person's coming? She's the number two highest paid actress in Hollywood, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Melissa, Melissa, get to the money McCarthy. There you go. She gets her coins. So well, we'll- I can't wait to hear these interviews because yesterday I was not here. Mm-mm. I had to leave early. I had to do this Made in New York panel with the city of New York, and then I had to host the Essence Upfront, and that's where they present what they have coming up this year for advertisers. Right. So I got to learn a lot about Essence Magazine. You know, the Essence Fest this year is probably going to be, like, the biggest one ever. Are they putting Melissa McCarthy on the cover of the new Essence Magazine? No, they no, are not. Have her at Essence Fest? No, I, I don't think so. don't Why believe not? so. Because uh, she's not a black woman. <laughs> but Essence does do a lot for black women. Essence is definitely a staple for us in our community. So I was honored to be there hosting their upfront yesterday. I had a great time. And, you know, the new owner of Essence is Rich Dennis, who used to own Shea Moisture. And he was up here before. And people were giving him a hard time for an ad that Shea Moisture had put out. Right. And then they were Richard mad Dennis, at... Right? Yeah. Probably yeah. Richard, Richard Lou Dennis. Dennis. Richard Lou Dennis. Is he, has, he has an amazing car collection. Like, like... And Amazing. then he sold, he sold Shea Moisture. $40, 50000000 million dollar And people were collection. so mad. They were like, how could you sell Shea Moisture's for black people? See how black people sell out? But then he went and bought Essence. Then he went and bought Essence. And started his own venture capitalist fund to actually invest in other companies for people who are doing startups. So. But that's what you do when you have a business. When yes. you have a business, sometimes you sell your business. And but then he you couldn't invest talk, in another business. He couldn't talk about what he was doing at the time. People thought he just... Cashed out. Well, who cares what people, but it was, people cares what people think? Like, well, you, people you, care because they had an emotional connection to the products right. of Shea Moisture, so they they did care. But well, the fact he just sold it, he sold it, and then he put out that ad, and the ad had a lot of white people in it, and they right. were upset about that. that. The ad yeah, was the so, thing, but that's what you're supposed to do in business. You're supposed to build your business up to a certain level and then sell it. It's and capitalism. Keep doing more business and, and helping your community more and more and more. That's what you're supposed to do. But I, I am going to actually get him to come up here before Essence Fest and just discuss everything that's been going on and his new ventures because I think it's very interesting. So if you have an idea. Hit him up and pitch it. I'm going bring one of them nice cars when he comes up here. Well, too. I respect him because he Harlem shaked through all the pressure that he was sure receiving did. after selling Shea Butter. Sure Shea did. Moisture. Shea Moisture. <laughs> Shea Same <butter>. difference. <laughs> and you know, and, and uh, 
uh, uh, let me apologize to all the dump trucks and garbage men out there. Oh, I thought you were about to apologize to the barbs. How are you apologizing wow. to a dump truck? I don't apologize to the dump truck and the garbage man, but not the barbs. barbs. Who cares about the barbs? <laughs> That's what How, I thought he was about no, to do, too. No, the garbage truck and the I garbage man. I didn't know men, what happened. And, and all the people that work sanitation, because on my way to work, I was cutting them off left and right. They were giving me all types of fingers. But look, bro, I got to get to work. Who figured you? First of all, how do you get around a garbage truck? Garbage trucks don't play. Them, them garbage trucks will stop in the middle of the road and uh, command the whole street. And park on a diagonal. You must have never seen me drive. I don't play that. I, don't know I, how you I got act around. like I don't care about my car. I close my eyes. I was doing all you types close of. Close your eyes while you're driving. Absolutely to get around the car. Let them know I can't see what's going on. So if you put your garbage truck in front of me, we're gonna be here all day because we're gonna crash into each other. And nine times out of ten, they move out the way. But let me apologize because I had Except to get to work, bro. Sometimes y'all just gotta pull over to the right. You know people are late, and you know that garbage truck can't do a zero to sixty and. In nine seconds. So just move over to the right. Drop on the clues, bonds for all the garbage men out there working hard. Yeah, shout hard. to y'all. I apologize. We like to call them sanitation workers. Sanitation, sanitation workers. workers got to deal with got to deal with assholes like DJ Envy. You, you can't say that you word, you jerk. I can't say holes. No, no, you can't say that. You know you can't say what about what's anus wrong holes. With you. you know what? I'm gonna start saying donut holes. All right, let's holes. get it started. Front what's in front page about? news? What are we talking <laughs> I can't about? I can't you tell me. We're gonna be talking about Waffle House. Another incident. This, this really broke my heart. Watch it. And this is just too many things happening at Waffle House. No more passes for Waffle House. We'll tell you about a young man who was coming from the prom and things ended terribly. Now this is how he'll remember his prom night. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, let's talk about what happened at Waffle House. Now, I hope you guys saw this video yesterday. Now, the video is of Anthony Wall. He's wearing a tuxedo, and he's at a, outside of a North Carolina Waffle House, and you can see him being slammed up against the glass and then slammed onto the floor, choked just a lot of excessive force, and he's uh, screaming to get your hands off of me. Uh, listen to how it sounds. Uh, he's not supposed to be doing that. I'm glad I'm recording this. He's not supposed to be doing that. Get your hands off me. Get your hands off me. Get your supervisor out here. Get your hands off me. Get your supervisor out here. Get your hands off me. Unfortunately, I saw that video yesterday. Oh, my God. Anthony, well, he's 22 years old, and guess what he was doing? He was coming from taking his 16-year-old sister to the prom. So he was his 16-year-old sister's prom date. He took her to Waffle House afterward. He got into a situation with uh, one of the employees because he complained about customer service, and apparently they it wasn't anything physical. The employee called the police. The First police of all, came. why would he expect customer service at Waffle House? You should expect, expect that anywhere, man. Knock place. it off. Anywhere, and you're, I guess you're, allowed, you're allowed to complain when the customer Absolutely. service is Absolutely. That's good. the point. That's one, of the, that's one of the experiences when you go to Waffle House. You will complain about customer service at Waffle House. No, that's not all true at all Please. Waffle Houses. And he had his hands up at first. When the cop first pulled him out, he had his hands up. The cop grabbed him by his neck and he threw him on the floor. slammed him against the glass really hard, just banged his head against the glass. Now, he says that he was pretty much trying to scream for air and trying to breathe because he was holding my throat, and that's when I got aggressive with him because you are choking me. He also said he wasn't fighting the officer because his, his arms were in the air. Yeah, listen, man, at the end of the day, it's nothing, you might have to fight officers back. You know why? Because you feel like you're fighting for your life. Right. Because but, once you once they start putting you in chokeholds and all kinds of you stuff, can't you start breathe. thinking about you're not Eric just die. No, exactly. exactly. You start thinking about all these people who've been choked it's out. Yes, you're going to fight back for your life. That's survival instinct. It's reaction. And, and let's not forget what happened to Chakisa Clemens when she was at Waffle House also. Remember, you guys saw that video yep. where... They had her on the ground, and then he was 
basically choking on her and her her top was slipping off and she was trying to cover herself up and he told her that he would break her arm. All these police officers are asking too much of human beings and the reason they're asking too much of human beings it's going to come a point in time when human beings survival and things are going to kick in and it's going to be fight or flight. You know, okay, it, and, and when they start fighting this, back, right. when they start fighting back, y'all don't got nobody to blame but yourself. It's just you, not a fair fight because they have guns, they have backup uh, officers but, but you almost and I don't do want this. anybody to get killed. You almost got to, and I was thinking about this and I do this with my son now, I work out with my son. But we all have to make sure I, we are fit because the way the, the way that cop manhandled that young man, that shouldn't happen like yeah, that. He it. was choking the ish out of him. And yeah. what happens we when he does it to out. a young lady like he did to Shakisa Clemens? You're right. Yes. We got to start working out and getting our bodies right and being just as strong. So you're not going to be throwing us around like you're that. You're abusing your power. Absolutely. And it's only a matter of time before st- people start fighting back and clapping back. And you don't got nobody to blame. And by themselves. the way, there was a second police officer involved in this as well. So it's just a... I, I, but I do believe that Waffle House needs to actually speak up because they haven't said anything. And this is happening at Waffle Houses. Well, and pa- people really go to Waffle House mm. all the time. Well, the Patty Mel played at Huddle House is way better than the one at Waffle Everybody House. Everybody want to boycott Starbucks, but you guys should be also boycotting Waffle House right now. I'm trying to figure out when they're going to get an all-star special become so dangerous. I've always liked Hutter House better, by the way, because I grew up in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. We got a Hutter House and a Waffle House. We always go to the Hutter House. Well, y'all don't need to be going to Waffle House at all right now. We ain't played way better. We ain't got Waffle House or Hutter House. Yes, y'all do. There is a Hutter House in Jersey now. Yes, it is. Right off exit 13 in uh, Jersey. Okay. I see the sign all the time. Well, if you're outraged when you've seen either one of these videos, then you need to actually make sure that Waffle House, uh, they they need some training Mm -hmm. in their facilities. It's not hard not to go to a Waffle House. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Unless you're out 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, they are. People are. Well, stay your ass home. All right. The last front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad morning, whatever it may be. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, what up? It's Trey from EC, North Carolina. Trey, what up, man? Get it off your chest, bro. From EC. Oh, hey, NC. NC. Hey, hey, man, they lynching dudes in, uh, in Oklahoma. It's two oh, young black men that was lynched in 2018. I saw that, man. They, they didn't just lynch them. They dismembered them and threw their body parts in the river, right? What? So, okay, I'm I'm a convicted felon. You know, I'm on probation, not supposed to carry a weapon. But at this point, if they lynching people, is it really better to get caught with it or without it at this point to protect yourself and your family? My brother, you right? in North Carolina, you can get a concealed weapons permit. Come on, now, we from the Carolinas. You know you can't get some uh, permit to carry your gun, even as a convicted still felon. How long ago were you I'm convicted? Still on papers. Oh, you still on? Oh, okay, never mind. So explain yeah. the story to me. So I don't know what happened. Black men lynched. Yeah, I w- I'm for real. I would like some more information on it, too. If y'all find out, you know, more so we start getting this thing out there, try to figure out, they lynching people and they talking about making America great again. That ain't great, bro. Yeah, I saw the uh, I saw the article circulating on social media So they were saying it yesterday. was a um, murder and dismemberment of two African-American men over a gun sale gone wrong. Yeah, Jerron mm-hmm. Marlin and Ra- Ramon Smith. I haven't read the story, though, so I, I really don't know the details. We'll read up on it, brother. Well, all right, thanks for shedding light. And I want to say to my mom on air, happy Mother's Day. Every day is Mother's Day. Diane Michelle Sessions from Darlington, South Carolina. I love you, mama. I love, you, I love your mama, too, bro. All right. <clears throat> Hello, who's this? Hey, what up, man? Oh, man. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. What's going on? Y'all, um, to the um, police brutality, man. It never happened to me, but there was one time where there was two officers, two white officers. They pulled me over in like a dark alley. So they asked me for my license, you know, my registration. So I asked them like, you know, can I go to my glove department? Cause I don't know what they was going through. And they was like, you know why we pulled you over? I'm like, nah. They was like, oh, cause you made a, a turn. I'm like, what? I'm like, all right, cool. 
and then they gave me back my license registration. I just took off. So I don't give them no no leeway. Like I don't give them nothing. To, you know. Yeah, I mean, listen, man. And my anxiety kicks in whenever the police get behind me. When police get behind me right, nowadays. Right. I pull over on the side of the road. I pull over at a store. I don't want even. Right. I don't want to interact with them. And you know what? I, in right, front man. page news, I had a whole nother story about a Kentucky police detective. A woman went to go report a rape. She was sexually assaulted, and you know what happened? What? A Kent- right. That Kentucky police detective allegedly offered to drive her home, and then he ended up raping her again. Oh my goodness! Wow, man! Wow! My goodness! Well, have a good morning, bro. These, I just tell these young boys, man, just be careful out here, man. I mean, that's the only thing my For dad real. used to say: just make sure you get home, man. You can't do nothing right. when you're locked up or dead. Just make sure you. Get Get home. So are you saying that we need to fight back or you need to make sure you get home because those are going to be... I, I want to, I mean, make sure you get home, but you got to make sure you're living. You know what I mean? If they, if, if you can't just choke somebody like that. Yeah, and asking then, too much of us. Yeah. If but, you watch that video with a brother named Anthony and he got threw up against that window and the guy, the cop put his put arm around his neck, neck, immediately his reaction. instinct was exactly. to fight back. Like, Absolutely. that's just what's going to happen. And, the, and the whole thing you. is that he wasn't even, nothing violent was happening inside a Waffle House. It's a disagreement over customer service. Right. That's not a reason for you to be slammed up choked and but I will say young boy don't expect customer service at Waffle House. come on man come expect on. customer service anywhere you're not paying. at Waffle House. yes <laughs> all I want them to do is wear gloves Get it off your chest. they don't even do that 800-585-1051 is the breakfast club good morning the breakfast club Time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy. Yeah. Hello, who's this? This is Ty from Lombard, North Carolina. Ty, good morning. Get it off your chest, bro. All right, first off, this is about that video uh, about the teenager at, uh, well, the 22-year-old guy at the Waffle House. Yep, yep, yep. All right, cool, man. First thing first, I want to say uh, that's not, that can't keep happening like this, man. You know, I lost my brother back in 2013 by the hands of a police officer uh, back in Fairville, North Carolina, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have a chance to fight for his life. You know what I'm saying? It was just a straight three shots to the chest, and he dropped dead. So, you know, we can't keep having this going on, man. Like, this got this got to stop now, brother. No, nah, I agree with you, man. Plus, they, I'm telling you, they're asking too much of us as human beings. Our natural instincts are going to kick in. Just to fight back, right? And we're going to start fighting back. It's just, it's just ridiculous at this point. Hello, who's this? Hey, peace and blessings, guys. Good morning. Poor the party guy. Up? What's up, What's bro? What's up? I'm good, man. Hey, Charlamagne, you ain't going to talk to me today? What's up, my guy? How are you? <laughs> hey, Envy, I'm good, brother. Envy, I was listening a while ago as a garbage truck driver, right? Mm-hmm. I was listening that you don't show the respect to the garbage people. I didn't say so that. Hold up. I said this morning I was dipping in and out. I said I respect you guys. That's why I apologize for dipping in and out. You you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I am. My bad. All right. But listen, <laughs> um, when you when you going around the garbage truck, try to go nice and easy because sometimes the people that work on the back, sometimes they're walking in front of the garbage truck. You know what I mean? I've seen incidents where people are going so fast past the garbage truck that they almost hit one of the guys on the back. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and, and, they're and, trying to get around. And they're not expecting uh, a-holes like DJ Envy to be dr- trying to drive around in well, truck. They block the streets sometimes. They know people around, and I had to get around. I had to get to work. It was either get to work well, sometimes late. We, so, sometimes we have to block off the street because, you know, we're trying to get the garbage in a timely manner. And sometimes people park their car in front of the garbage that we can't even get it. So we have to do those type of maneuver just to protect the guys that's on the back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I ain't mad you. to be safe, man, because I, I love you guys, man. We love you back, brother. Yeah, peace and blessings, though. Ever you going to do anything different now when you're driving around the garbage truck? I trucks? usually don't. Today I was late. I was got to, to get to work. Hello, who's this? Amaya. Amaya, good morning. Get it off your chest. Good morning. I just don't like how Charlamagne was being ignorant about the situation with the kid from 
the Waffle House. Like, imagine if it was his daughter being assaulted by that police officer. Would you have told your child not to go to the Waffle House? Yes, I would tell my child not to go to Waffle House no more. What are you talking about? Ain't that the whole point? Are we boycotting Waffle House? No, we need to be. So you would have been ignorant about it, though, if that was your child, seriously. What are you talking about? Well, how was I ignorant when I specifically said these cops are asking too much for us, and when we start fighting back, it's going to be an issue? Well, you're saying don't go to Waffle House. Why not? He just took his sister from Trump. I bet you she was hungry. Why not take What are you talking about? Tell me, you know this is not the first incident at Waffle House, right? And I didn't say that little boy shouldn't have gone to Waffle House. I said, don't go to Waffle House and expect good customer service. Waffle House customer service is trash, which is yet another reason not to go. But why won't you expect good customer service? You go anywhere and expect good customer service. Because Waffle House is Waffle House. They don't even wash their hands when they're cooking your food. They do. They don't wear gloves when they're cooking your food. Yes, they what are do. you talking about? It's Waffle House. When have you ever gone to Waffle House and got great customer service? Seriously. All the time. No, you haven't. Well, thank you for calling, Mama. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now, yeah, we got rumors on the way? Ooh, well, yeah, this is a crazy story, but we are going to talk about Detail, a producer who's worked with people like Drake, Wiz Khalifa, Beyonce, Jay-Z, is being accused of physically and sexually abusing up-and-coming female artists. We'll tell you what they had to say. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. All right, morning, everybody. Uh, it's DJ NV Angela Yee. Charlamagne got what? I, I ain't gonna lie. I've been here Googling Huddle House because, you know, I grew up on Huddle House. Right. You about now, to open one? Now I'm hungry as hell. Oh, boy. <laughs> Good, because we can't go to Waffle House, so. Yeah, because the only, I, I grew up on one in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, but then I saw they got one in Newark, New Jersey, and I'm mm -hmm. like, damn, Huddle, Huddle House must be franchising, but now I'm starving. Now you hungry? Yes. All right, well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk uh, detail. Producer. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor now, these allegations are horrific. Dita, who's a music producer, he actually co-wrote and produced Lil Wayne's single, How to Love. He also did Drunken Love for Beyonce, We Them Boys for Wiz Khalifa, mm -hmm. worked with a lot of different artists, and he's now being accused of raping and abusing two female artists. One of them is a singer. Her name is Christina Buck, and she says that he raped her back in February after a recording session in Miami and forced her to have sex with him in front of other people. He got violent last week while they were at the Malibu Beach Inn, and she says he forcibly grabbed her by the hair, hit and choked her, bit her lip during it, and she was left with bruises on her arms, head, back, and legs. Then a second artist named Peyton Ackley says that he made her and Christina his sex slaves, and she considered him a mentor in the industry, but he told her the business was all about sex. Now, according to these documents, he she he walked in on Peyton taking a bath and forced her to have sex with him in front of another producer and forced her to take nude photos while he masturbated and also forced her to record him having sex with Christina. She also says that he got violent and slammed her head into a wall and dragged her up a flight of stairs. Now, according to TMZ, these women did request request restraining orders and the judge did grant them. The details of this detail case are crazy. Now, B.B. Rexa posted, glad these women came out. It's scary. He tried to with me, but I literally ran out of that studio. Karma is a bitch. Uh, singer Jesse Reyes talks about one night over six years ago where he tried that on her as well. And she also says that the song that she has about a gatekeeper is actually about detail. Check it out. Oh, I'm the gatekeeper. Spread your legs, open up. You could be famous. If you come up anywhere else, I'll erase you. Drink a 
carpets, we got champagne by the cases. Don't you know, don't you know, we are the gatekeepers. Spread your legs, open up, you could be famous. You know we're holding the dreams that you're chasing. You know you're supposed to get drunk and get naked. Yikes. First mm -hmm. of all, anybody who calls himself a gatekeeper is trash because you're not God. I, I don't know why not people act right. like they're God and like they can grant blessings. Now, Jesse Reyes posted, fear is a real thing. The girls that came out are brave as hell. She said, I didn't know what to say or who to tell. Here's some more from her song. Oh, I'm the gatekeeper. Spread your legs open up. You could be famous. Wait till five years down the road and you're failing. Keep these regular dudes that are nameless. Don't you know, don't you know that we are the gatekeepers. Spread your legs open up. You could be famous. Girl on your knees, don't you know what your place is? Got gold on my dick, girl, don't you want to taste? The best thing about the industry now is that no, there are no gates, by the way. And on the side note, Je Jesse is dope. Yeah. She's dope. I never heard it to this now. I never heard it to this now, but dope. just what I just heard, she sounds dope. And people always ask, how has this been going on for so long? Because she was talking about an incident over six years ago, and like she said, she was scared. And so it took for these two women coming forward for other people to feel brave enough to come forward and tell their stories as well. Listen, I've never seen detail a day in my life, but uh, when I saw him yesterday, I will say the pictures I was looking at, he's got a rapist face. And, right. you know, he recently also had a lawsuit against Drake saying that his security beat him up, if you guys remember that. That's detail? And they yeah, they broke his Ooh, jaw. You remember he, that? He's got some really rapey features. Like with the shades on and the big black hat, it's like, bro, what you up to? He looks like a little shifty, rapey. Steal your poom poom looking individual, don't he? My goodness. Well, I commend these women for coming forward and, and having the strength to tell their stories. That first about picture look a little. Oh, I mean, like you steal? What happens? Mm -hmm. to at least steal. <laughs> you stupid. I'm, like, yeah, least I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, hey, we have a special guest with us. Yes, uh, she has a movie that comes out today called Life of the Party. Life of the Party. Uh, she's the second highest paid. Actress in all of Hollywood. She's been in Bridesmaid. She's been on uh, SNL. She's done a uh, female when they relaunched the female Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters Part Two. Yes, yeah, so. she's been a female when they relaunched the. No, female I said they, when they relaunched. <laughs> they relaunched it's Ghostbusters. Bob be on your ass. Feet. You don't know what be coming out your mouth. Hey, whoa. Okay. <laughs> Why are you flirting with me this morning, brother? <laughs> Melissa McCarthy will be here, and we'll talk to her when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We yep. got a special guest in the building. Yep. You might know her from Bridesmaids or Ghostbusters or even on SNL, Melissa McCarthy. Hey, Melissa, hello. get to the money, McCarthy. There you go. <laughs> oh okay, she's worth $60 million. <laughs> you are so right. A bird. Why are you all in her money? She's <laughs> one of the top paid women in Hollywood, she okay? Is. All right. If you can locate where that money is, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you can just let me know with like a code or something. Does the celebrity network confuse you online? You go look and you be like, well, "Where's that money they say I got?" I know. Or I just like a call from my mom. She's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> where? How is this possible?" I'm like, "It's not possible. That's a that's a thing." But you are one of the top paid women in Hollywood, though. Right? It's it's kind of weird. I mean, I don't I don't know who's gets what, but mm -hmm. I'm just shocked every time I get, I actually get paid and someone lets me to go to work. Yeah. I was like, okay. I figure at the end of the day, they're going to be like, we figured it out. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm always slightly waiting for somebody to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're on to you. Take a hike. I, I always do wonder, you know, about the business, though, because, you know, in this world where the gender wage gap is so real, how you've been able to get your bread? I don't know. I mean, it's a weird thing. I mean, I think I just always fight for, like, what the project is. Mm -hmm. And I've got, you know, I've got good people fighting with me. 
And I think it was finally when I was like, I will say no. I think that was the biggie, which is always terrifying, especially for somebody who like couldn't get work for 20 years. It's like when you're finally like, I'm going to say no and walk away mm. unless it seems right and mm-hmm. fair, which is, you know, then you go cry in your car. When did you get to that point? When the sixty million hit the bank account, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which still, seriously, let me know where that is. Um, no, I mean, I think pretty early on, I was like, you know, it's it's a funny thing. It's like you can't make a jump from like almost nothing. And I was always like, oh, wait, when do you finally make the jump that everybody you always hear about? And right. I finally was like, I'm just gonna wait it out. And it wasn't crazy, but I just wanted it to be fair. Of like, well, what's everybody else on it making? Gotcha. Kind of even it out. So it worked. It paid off. <laughs> so what made you come to this show, this Rinky Dink show? You know, we was yes, we this Rinky Dink show. Yeah, you, what made you come over <laughs> to the ghetto? Man, yeah, because you know? nobody's listening. This, you guys, keep it up. someday someone might tune in. Do you Maybe now. To, yeah. You yeah, right, right. Do you listen to the show? Yes, I listen to the show, but the, like, so does everybody else in the world. Come on, okay. we'll you're doing that. okay. We're doing okay. Yeah, we're not sixty slightly. million yet, but we. We, we get there. Yeah, no. yeah, but we, you we, know where it is, so we'll split it. <laughs> <laughs> You're my only link to it. <laughs> now, you didn't start in the world of stand-up, right? Uh, I did, actually. Really? Yeah, I started doing stand-up when I came to New York. And, um, well, like, just clueless, dumb, which is probably, probably good because it's the only reason I got up on stage. Mm-hmm. Somebody's like, oh, do you stand-up tomorrow night? I'm like, all right. That's it. No, like, no it. prep, no, no common sense about it. But mm-hmm. I was 20, and I was like, I didn't think about, like, oh, what are you going to write? What are you going to say? I just kind of jumped up on stage, which now I'd be like, there's no way. I'd be too chicken. But uh, What was your worst show doing stand-up since you didn't write anything? So so many. It's also (laughs) like when there's a heckler, I didn't want to do, like, a mean show. It Mm -hmm. just was not because that can't be funny, but just because it wasn't Mm -hmm. my thing. I was telling, like, long, weird stories. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, especially when you're starting out and you only have, like, four minutes, Mm -hmm. Somebody that's like, take your top off. Jesus take your top Always. That's that way guy, before the Me Too movement, that, too, by the way. No, okay. <laughs> that was, but me, that guy in a different, that guy was in every single club to the point where we are just like, oh, has that ever worked? <laughs> Have you ever yelled that at a woman and they're like, oh, my God, I got to get this thing off. Like, you seem incredible. Yeah. But there is always, like, in every comedy, which is why I stopped doing stand-up, like, every comedy club always had somebody that was like, just yelling crazy stuff. I'm like, let me take a guess. It's the guy in the corner alone on his, like, eighth drink. And then you have to, but you take two minutes of your four-minute time to, like, and he really was usually never going to shut up until you kind of eviscerated him. Mm -hmm. And then once you get that mean with somebody, which I didn't want to do in the first place, then to switch back into, like, hey, so anyway, I'm walking to, like, (laughs) I just said awful things about, like, his family, why he's alone. (laughs) You're never going to find happiness. Hey, the craziest thing happened walking down. Like, to make (laughs) that switch back, people were like, she's got a mean streak. Like, then you, I'm like, I didn't want to do that, so. That's weird for a guy to do, because there's other clubs for that. There's plenty of clubs where you can go to see women taking their tops off. club, you know? Yeah, yeah. especially like, I had, like, a wig on and, like, weird, like, I looked I looked kind of club kid-ish, so it wasn't, like, I think it was just anybody who walked up there that they probably didn't think was going to punch them mm-hmm. that they would they would probably yell that at. But it was, like, a absolute consistent, which I just was always, like, I'm just bored. Like, come on. Melissa McCarthy's here. You might know her from Bridesmaids, Ghostbusters, or SNL. Now, how did you lose so much weight? You lost, what, 75, 80 pounds? <laughs> oh, that's a lot. Well, it's also like over five years. 
Still it's not cool. like three weeks ago. <laughs> why'd, I you just work, why'd you work at it? Why not just get surgery? <laughs> because, well. Why'd you say it like that? Why'd you work at it? Five years is a long time to work at it. Well, because I figured it would stay. Because it's like, I don't know. Because I just wanted, I wanted to change it without like, you know, I, th- I don't know. I think everybody's always like kind of working on something. And I was mm-hmm. like, if I can de-stress and just do it slower mm-hmm. and stop constantly trying to be on something, and then it, and it actually worked better. Like, instead of being like, I'm going to not do this and do this and only drink this and do it. Like, instead of the crazy plan, Mm because I started to think about it, like, that's like controlling your breathing all day. Like, Mm. 14 hours in, you go that crazy. Right. So I was like, I'm just going to, like, mellow out, give myself a break. And after I had kids, I was just like, I I have to be realistic. Like, it's not going to, it's not going to go fast. But I feel, I mean, I feel great. So That's very rare in Hollywood to, to lose the weight naturally. Well... I just didn't want to. I I don't know. I'm too chicken. Maybe yeah. that. Maybe maybe being chicken is like the best cut? thing. I'm a very fr- no. I'm not a frightened woman, but I just thought. I thought there's got to be a way, and if I wasn't rushing it, mm-hmm. I said, you know, I just kind of like, what's the hurry? And it was all diet and working out. Thank you. What's that? All diet and working out. Yeah, and like stop stop freaking out about stuff. Mm-hmm. Stop looking at the crazy things of like who wore it better. Where it's like two amazing looking people. It's yeah. like all that stuff where we're supposed to be fighting each other and women are supposed to be being compared and stuff. Right. I finally was just like, I'm done with it. I'm I'm done with it. it like it I think when you freak your freak your mind out and worry about stuff, that's not you like you're you're not gonna ever get healthier that way. Word. Now you said you met your uh, husband. Was his name Ben Falcone? Falcone, yeah. He's a director and writer. Y'all, y'all done like three films together. The difficult balance yeah. in the personal and professional. Oh, yeah. How is that working with hubby? It's great. Really? Oh, my God. That's how we met. We met at the Groundlings. So he was like my, he was my favorite person to write with. Mm-hmm. He's super funny. Oh, so y'all been together for like 20-something years? Yeah. Oh, so he's not in it for the money. Yeah. That's a good guy. He's not in it for the money. He's not in it for the money. He's a great guy. <laughs> No, he's like super funny, super smart, and just like weird, and makes me laugh. And and we immediately like we became really good friends right away at Groundlings, and we were always the ones like we should, let's just write together because it was easy and fun. And then I was pretty sweet on him early, and then that all worked out. And it's just it's easy with him. It's like we get to go to work together. It's like we're stupid all day. He's like even Steven, and so he's like a super mellow guy. So to have that as a director, and you know they're really funny and like watching out for you, it's like, it's per, it's like the dream. It's never too far. It's never, babe, do this or never. You have to do this. It's always no. fun, no problems. No, because it's like, oh, what about this? And then he'll say, what about that? It's like, oh, what about green? What about yellow? And then we're both like, ah, purple. Gotcha. Like it's a fun. It's a super fun, like collaborative. There's no ego. I also, you know, I think if you get into ego stuff, you're never going to make anything funny anyway. Mm-hmm. Have you ever held up a scene because y'all want to hook up in the trailer? <laughs> no. Is that sad? <laughs> Listen, it's not too late. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, it's yeah, not too late. Time, yeah, I'll, be, I'll back. be right back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have more with Melissa McCarthy. When we come back, don't move. She has a new flick in theaters this weekend. Life of the party. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Melissa McCarthy in the building. You might know her from Bridesmaids, SNL, Ghostbusters, and now she has a new flick out this week, and it's called Life of the Party. Melissa McCarthy's here, Charlemagne. Maya Rudolph is one of your close friends too. You met her at the oh. Groundlings too back in the day. Yeah. Wow. We started we started the Groundlings together. Kristen Wiig. It was just kind of a crazy. It was a crazy group when we were in that 
you know, just doing doing shows together. Like, it's like we, you don't get paid there, so you're you're there and you're working so hard. So it's like you've got to love it. You've got to love it, or you you wouldn't put up with it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was pretty. It was a pretty crazy group, and she is Maya to me is like, I would say one of the top five human creatures that are that funny I've ever met in my life. Mm. You know, and like sweet, like. All that goodness, all mm -hmm. that sweetness, on top of that kind of funny is like mind blowing. Oh, I gotta put, I gotta ask you who the other four are before we move on with more Maya talk. I say Kristen Wiig okay. too, not just because they're friends, but like truly, like mm -hmm. they're nuts. I think Bill Hader, I don't know, Jamie Fox really gets mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, I don't know. I hate to, I hate to end the list. That's cool. You have people calling your phone later, like, oh, you don't think I'm top no, five funniest that's what human I just creatures? started thinking about that. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get in trouble for this list. Maya's My, in your new movie, so that got to be yeah. fun to have your friends. Crazy. And your, your, and your husband. husband. Yeah, and hubby, that's dope. It's really, like, it was such a good, it's such a good group. Like, set was just pretty stupid. Mm -hmm. Like, which is a pretty good way to go to work when you're just like, if we can stop laughing long enough to, like, shoot it. Like, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good way to spend the day. And she is, she plays my best friend in it, Maya. And uh, it was great, because mm -hmm. we're like, you know, anytime we can get, to work together like we're both busy and she's you know we both have kids so it's like you don't always see each other so to be able to be at work and just hang out and kind of do the like make each other laugh like we did when we met was mm -hmm. it's kind of amazing yeah we're talking to melissa mccarthy of course she has a new flick life of the party out this weekend she's from bridesmaids snl ghostbusters now you just talked about how you used to do stand-up do you think that some of those jokes that you did before you know comedians can do now I think it's um, it's definitely different. I think it's different. In a, I think it's it's definitely good that we're becoming more aware. I mean, it's kind of like about time Is on, it on a lot of fronts. On a lot of fronts, I think it's how you do it. I think you still have to poke the bear. I think you still have to shine the light and hold the mirror up. And I think that's one of the great things that comedy and stand up can do. It's like it can it can poke at you if you don't do it with venom. I think you can actually make fun of a situation and what's going on and do it in a way that might actually make someone realize something. If you just come at someone hard and make them feel stupid, then I think people are going to... You're not going to change anyone's mind. No one's going to be like, huh, like maybe this is dumb. They're just going to get mad at you. Yeah, I always felt like intention matters because even when you watch old comedy shows back in the day and they might have been talking about like, you know, like like edgy topics, but yeah. color. it was funny. It was funny. Yeah, yeah it know? was fun, and also they were the they were the joke. Like they were somehow, even though they were talking about if they wanted to like talk about something, they put themselves in as the butt of the joke, mm -hmm. which immediately makes you more able to kind of like take it in and like laugh at it and realize maybe this is stupid. It's intention for sure, I think. But when somebody really is like. If you're trying to make a point, like I don't think anybody really wants to be preached to when they're nah. trying to have a good time. And then you on social media, people are just trying to get attention. So everybody's looking for that viral moment, even right. when they're like on stage yeah. or at a, at a show or something. They just want to say something that they'll know go viral. And and why it's to like whoever can be the like the nastiest and the meanest. That's what <clears throat> my brain just doesn't work that way. I'm always like, if you put like a quarter of that energy in of like, if you want to be noticed, then like figure it out figure out how, but just saying really incredibly mean, hateful things. I'm always, I always just think, what does that person walk around with all day? Are they just like... They're miserable. They're just like toxic. Yeah, they're miserable. And it's always like, you know, 3.32 in the morning, like 
Scranton, Pennsylvania, and you're like, <laughs> right. someone's in like their parents. You know that's not someone who's like, I just had the most amazing day. I'm so happy. Let me just write this quick hate mail. Yeah. Like, no one's doing that. We call that thumb thugging. That's what we call that. That's, yeah. And Misery Loves Company and social media provides you company 24-7, 365. I saw you tell yeah. people that you, like, you ignore your online trolls. I just don't read any of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never tried to get better at figuring out, like, some social stuff because I'm just like, I don't want to, it's not going to improve me. I'm not going to, like, oh, so-and-so in, you know, Indiana hopes I die tonight. I'm like, right. you know what? That's, I'm going to take that note and try to apply it. It's like, when it's so awful, I'm like, if I'm right with my kids and my family, and then I'm okay. Like, I'll take any creative note or, like, positive not positive. It can't. Doesn't have to be positive. But like, when it's just crazy, like, oh, you and your family die in your sleep. It's like, okay, that did not. That did not help my situation. Well, after this all. interview, you're gonna have a bunch of people tweeting you saying, "Take your top off." <laughs> <laughs> I hope somebody troll. yells me yells that at me today. I'll be like, "Thank you, thank you so much. I'll consider it." <laughs> now, you know, I did a reboot of a Ghostbusters. Yeah. And it was an all male franchise before. That clearly, was all female when y'all did it. Did you learn right. anything new about a? Uh, sexism in Hollywood when y'all did that? Well, just that people need hobbies. Mm. <laughs> people need to fill their time with other stuff because literally saying like, you ruined my life. It's like, for real? oh my God, like so many, this was before we started filming, just the concept of women doing that thing. There were so many um, like things online that was like, you're ruining my life. You're ruining my childhood. I was like, if that's going to ruin your childhood, I, I'm going to guess it was pretty bad to start with. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think we did it. Like How I, sexist and misogynistic do you have to be to think women can't kill ghosts? Something that we're not even sure exists. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. I never really just thought about, like, it's all fake. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't, I can't say that the people saying that are people that I'm like, they seem to be really smart. Um, I bet they're really, really thought this through. Melissa McCarthy's still in the building. You know her from Bridesmaids, Ghostbusters, just to name a few. Continue, Charlamagne. Do you believe in ghosts? Yeah, I do. Yeah, because you're from a small farm town. I'm from the country, too. I'm yeah. from South Carolina, so. You ever saw one growing up? I think I saw my, my great-grandmother lived with us, and uh, when she passed away, like, I, I know that I saw her. And my mom came upstairs, and I was like, Grandma was, and she's like, What? I was like, Grandma was in my room. And she was like, you were in there talking to somebody, so. How old were you? Like seven. Really? Yeah. But it didn't scare me, it didn't scare me or anything. It wasn't, uh, yeah, and I just think, who knows where we go, where you, like, I believe in all that. Kind what did of she stuff. tell you? You're going to be worth $60 million one day? <laughs> what did she say? Like, she said, you, <laughs> you are going to be worth, no. Do you remember the I don't. Re- I don't remember yeah. any talking. Wow. I just know that she was in, she was in my room. And that that's all. And I just remember it didn't feel scary. It didn't. And then my other grandmother passed away and I was, I was driving and, you know, I was upset because she, I was living out here at the time and just found out like she's just passed away. And mm-hmm. I was trying to like literally drive somewhere where I could pull over because I was crying in the car. And I reached over and, you know, you should really reach to get to like your glove compartment. Mm-hmm. And I opened it and out flipped a picture of my grandma. Wow. That. I guess he'd been in there. I drove it out from Illinois, this car. I had not opened my glove compartment, nor I have no idea why I had a picture of my grandma in it. Literally flipped up and ended ended up on the passenger seat face up. 
Wow. Like, and I had not opened it. I'd had the car for like three years. So it wasn't like, oh, I just put it in there because I was thinking, like, it came out of nowhere. And I just, then when I finally pulled over, I was like, oh, everything's fine. All right, we have more with Melissa McCarthy. When we come back, you know her from Bridesmaids, SNL. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now from Life of the Party, which is in theaters this weekend, Melissa McCarthy's in the building. Charlemagne? You, you, uh, you and Tiffany Haddish will be starring in a movie together. I just met her. The kitchen. I just met her. It's, yeah, it's uh, she's a force of nature. Like she's a force of good. Like she's sweet and fun, like crazy funny. So we addictive started, energy. Yeah, you just kind of like I was just in from like the second I met her. I'm like, yep. This seems this seems like I'm just gonna be like, keep going. Mm-hmm. She's great. We start start tomorrow. Really? Wow. Why are you not somewhere sleeping? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Because you have a movie to promote. Jesus. I'll, just, I'll just take that opportunity. <laughs> you guys don't mind if I just nod off for a minute, do you? And it's not a comedy y'all doing, right? No, not at all. Yeah. It's a drama. It's uh, Hell's Kitchen, 1970s. And uh, we kind of take, we take over the Irish mob. You know nobody's going to be expecting that. You and Tiffany Haddish in a movie, they're expecting it to be comedy, and y'all doing a drama. I know, which I kind of love. Yeah. I think it's like a great, it's such a good script, and Elizabeth Moss is doing it too. It's just, it's a really, it's a really cool story. But yeah, it's not funny. What what advice would you give, Tiff? Because y'all kind of blew up in a similar way. You with Bridesmaids, her with Girls Tripping, now you're you're worth $60 million, so... (laughs) What, if, what advice would we you call give him her? a bird because all he talks about is your money. You're a dead bird. But go ahead. What advice would I give her? Yeah. Not a word. Really? She doesn't need. She mm. does not need. She is clear and on on a on her path. She mm. knows like there's you just feel it in her. And when you when she talks about stuff, we had, went out to dinner and just had. You just know she she sees what she wants, how to get it, and I mean that in a really like good way of like I'll, I'll work this way and she's also like right in her element right. I always think it's really exciting when you find when you meet somebody who's doing something that you're like this is like what if you weren't doing this like you're so built to do it and you found it and you figured out how to do it better than almost everybody else like that I'm always like I get like goosebumps where I'm like you found your you found it and like hit it hard I always think that's really no, no it doesn't matter what it is could be cooking, could be painting, could mm-hmm. be music, but when you see someone drop into that, you're just like, I don't know, it's it's uh it's pretty exciting. Do, do wait, you feel wait, like wait, uh, wait, who paid uh, for dinner? Y'all both went out for dinner. <laughs> oh, listen, we let the director play. We just both walked out. There oh. you go. <laughs> hey, we just dropped we dropped our forks <laughs> and just go. walked out. Yeah, Tiffany had a Groupon on you. <laughs> but see, I, I gotta rule that I don't pay for dinner if I'm with somebody that got more money than me. I think that's insulting. <laughs> How to do, them. You, do you do you say like? No, I fake. Go, 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 I, I fake. I'd be like, oh, I got it. You go alligator I got it. arm? Yeah, I fake. Yeah. Pick it to the wallet? Yeah, yeah I fake. <laughs> I got it, I got it. And they'd be like, no, no, on me. Then they pull out the black card and be like. If we ever go to dinner, I'm just going to wait it out and be like, oh, wait. <laughs> get, get, you can get that back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like uh, women of color, or women in general and women, but specifically women of color, get overlooked in comedy? For sure. I think. I think for so long... Women in general were always kind of like, like the parts and the in the actual characters were given to men, mm-hmm. and then the the woman was just kind of there to be like, oh Jack, <laughs> and like that's it, oh Jack, oh Tom, oh Phil. I mean, it's like 
there's I always want to put together a montage of just how many actresses had to just stand there and go, and always kind of a bummer. So they have like a fun husband, but the wife's always like, <sighs> I was like, why is every woman a bummer? And then certainly like women of color, like there's there's such a a void. Again, it goes back to that like I want I want to see the real world. Mm. It's like it's funnier. It's certainly more interesting. It's mm-hmm. like when you clean it all up and. You know, it's like every woman's like done perfectly, and it's like I, I like a hot mess. Like, it's better to see a story about somebody real where you're like, you can kind of relate to them. Either you're glad you're not them, or you know somebody like them, as opposed to like when it's always like the perfect woman in the perfect outfit. I'm like, I don't really know any of those women. Right. I'm sure they're out there. I'm like, I they're not my like I I don't relate to that. So. But well, that's probably why you look so successful because people can relate. It's been tricky because sometimes it's. When we did Tammy, and I was like, this, this is a woman who's like, it was our, our first movie together um, with Ben. And, you know, she was she was a mess. But I was like, well, the characters, the whole point is she's a mess. And she doesn't have a lot of, like, she doesn't think she's kind of worth a lot of stuff. But people, it was so interesting. There were so many reviewers that were, like, so cro- crude or grotesque. Like, one guy kept saying, like, your grotesque characters. And I was like, grotesque? Like, what? What's grotesque? And he's like, it's so crude. And he kept talking about crude, crude, crude. And I was like, can I just ask, like, what? You're saying it as if I'm agreeing with you. And I keep saying I'm not agreeing with that. It's where's the crudeness come in? He goes, well, just, you know, in general. And I was like, no, you've got to tell me what do you mean by crude and grotesque. He goes, well, how you looked. Yikes. And I was like, would you say that to a guy playing a character from somebody who's, like, a total mess if he had, like, you know, if he, it was like if he just looked kind of terrible because his life was falling apart. I'm like, would you ever ask a guy that? And he goes, no, it's just that, you know, you didn't even have makeup on. And I was like, mm. there we go. Wow. But I was like, but you use like crude and grotesque about that. So I just, but that kind of like fueled me to be like, I can't listen to any of that stuff. Like you may hate the story or like the story. I love my characters because they're, they are flawed and I never want to, I never want to stop doing that because I think those are real women. What about that critic? Did you write his name down and slip it to the Times Up people? Like, hey, is it, is it, is it, <laughs> no, but I do. Like, I'm like, what was his name? No, but I did call him out on it. This was in front of like 40 people. Mm-hmm. He kept saying that, and I finally was like, you need to explain yourself if you're gonna if you're gonna rip me apart. Like, explain what you mean. Right. And then by the time he said, well, you weren't even wearing makeup, I was like. And I'm done with you. Gotcha. Well, tell us about Life of the Party. It comes out May 11th. May 11th. Tell us about this movie. Bring now. your moms. Bring your kids. Oh, it is Mother's Day. Yeah. Damn, I should have remembered yeah. that, right? Yeah, I, gotta, remembered I do have a mom and a wife. I was like, you may want to make some calls yeah. to a flower shop today. Um, no, it's, I love this movie. It was, and I was surrounded. It's about, I play Deanna Miles, who's dropping her daughter off at college, kind of empty nest. They're going to go on second honeymoon. Mm-hmm. It's like, mom, wife, like really happy life and that was, I was not supposed to rhyme um, <laughs> and then literally the second my daughter's out of the car my husband uh, says like I don't love you, I want a divorce Wow! and just kind of rattles everything that I know, like we had our retirement set, like all this stuff we were supposed to do and it's just like nope it's all the rugs pulled out so after kind of a mild uh, a pretty good freak out I kind of realized like well I was th- I was a mom I was a wife but like where did I go like what what was left for me mm-hmm. and one of the things she really regretted was never finishing school she's a little like me so uh 
and it's kind of based on my mom, just in terms of she's really positive and decides to go back to school, but she goes back to college where her daughter's attending. Mm. So her daughter's a little like, glad you're getting it together, but maybe not here. I know you got to go, but why, why do you feel like you want to go back to college? What do you feel like you missed? Now I would just love to take like random classes. Uh, I wouldn't go back and, but the thought of like, which I couldn't appreciate at 18, like sitting through like a history class or sitting through anything like an art, whatever the class is, I'd be like, this is great. Like I would love to do like random classes now at 18. I was just like, I was trying to get out. I was trying to get out. Yeah. I feel like everybody in life should go through that whole phase. And most of the time college is like that whole phase. Yeah. Well, you just do whatever you want to do sexually. I think I did that. Oh, there's that. I think I was doing that. <laughs> I just wasn't. I just. I did that part of it. Are you saying? Are you saying you went through your whole phase, Miss McCarthy? I just wasn't attending classes. I was. I had a great. Don't get me wrong. I had a lot of fun at college. I just. Uh, I didn't learn anything. Gotcha. But there you go. Oh, now we know. Later. Why. Later, I learned. I feel like Groundlings was my college. So, but thank you. Thank you for giving the name. My my whole face. Hope yes. <laughs> well, we appreciate you for joining us. Thank you for coming. Thank by you so much. Show. Yes, life thank of the party in theaters this weekend. That's right, Melissa McCarthy. Is your mom and wife present? Will you give me a loan? You're worth sixty million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club? So, uh, people, are, of course, do not want R. Kelly to perform in venues right now. And in North Carolina, where he's supposed to be performing today in Greensboro, they're saying that if the show isn't canceled, then they are going to be protesting, standing outside of the arena in protest. So, no reason. Uh, no word on whether or not they are going to cancel that show, but they said that they're going to keep it going. So we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, Spotify has removed R. Kelly music from their playlist. All of it? No. So you can still find his music uh. on Spotify, but he's not on any of the curated playlists that they have. So I just think that's kind of hypocritical of Spotify, though. Well, we're going to talk about that in okay. a second. We'll tell both sides of the story. Now they have a new public hate content and hateful conduct policy. Y'all about to take down a lot of music. That they're putting into effect. So there's flagship playlists like Rap Caviar, Discovery Weekly, or New Music Friday. So there's all these different genres or mood-based playlists, so they're just not actively promoting him, but his music is still on Spotify. They're doing the same thing with Tentacion as well. I don't like selective morality, though. If you're going to you know, express moral outrage, you got to have it all across the board because there's plenty of people who have you know charges against women and what about the music that actually degrades women you gonna take that down too now r kelly has his management team responded we appreciate spotify for continuing to make r kelly's songs accessible to millions of people although it will stop listing his songs on its official playlist they said mr kelly for 30 years has sung songs about love and passion for women he's innocent of the false and hurtful accusations and the ongoing smear campaign against him waged by enemies seeking a payoff he never has been convicted of a crime nor does he have any pending criminal charges against him bro we saw the tape but you know what though and and i i think r kelly's a piece of feces for all the things that he's doing but is that right because he was found innocent so they said, Spotify uh, just does that. You know they what I mean? said, meanwhile, though, Spotify promotes numerous other artists who are convicted felons, others who have been arrested on charges of domestic violence, and artists who Very sing true. lyrics that are violent and right. anti-women in nature. That's why I say selective morality is a slippery, slippery slope. It is. Like, you can't, you know, point the blame at two people when it's people, other people Doing that got same, music that yeah. got worse charges. Right. You know what I mean? 
that have been actually found guilty of things. Right. Now, 50 Cent posted, Spotify is wrong for what they're doing to artists like R. Kelly and XXXTentacion. They're not even convicted of anything. And once again, mm-hmm. what about the music that uh, degrades women? What about that? Right. They you're not, not, not going to take that down? Like, right. this case, that's, that's pretty hypocritical, if you ask me. In the meantime, though, some people still love R. Kelly. This woman wanted to announce to her husband that she is pregnant, and here's how she did it. Guys, I've been waiting to sing this song to you for so long. We're having a baby. A little boy, a little girl, a little you, little me. Girl, it doesn't matter. As long as it's healthy. You know, you, you know he's off key a little bit, but it's all good. <laughs> yeah, man, dude, thank you. Love it. Congratulations, Love y'all. It. <laughs> That white woman has no idea what R. Kelly has done to little black girls. I know. She has no clue what. She's like, why did this go so viral? She has no clue uh, <laughs> what R. Kelly has done to little black girls. Zero. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? Um, four after the hour. Let's talk about it. We'll just just just, just be here four after the hour. We'll have a conversation. Yeah, let's just have a conversation. Four after the hour, we'll be here. All right. And Azalea Banks, Banks will be, be joining next us hour, next too. hour. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. You get donkey of the day. You you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day. You you dumb ass. You are a donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Donkey of the day for Friday, May 11th is nobody. But we have a young woman in here who has received Donkey of the Day a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And she would like to talk about it a little bit, amongst other things. Okay. Mrs. Zelia Banks. Zelia Banks. Hello. What's up, Yay. AB? Nothing now, much. Now, it must be a special occasion if you've come out of hiding to uh, show your face and talk. I'm never hiding. <laughs> I'm never hiding. I guess I just wanted to wait until I had some new music. Got you. You've never been there before, actually. No. Never. 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 Charlemagne and I have actually known each other via text for three years. Yes. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh... We've never met each other. You know, I, was I, the first time you guys actually met face-to-face? Oh, wow. Yeah, because, you know, I've uh, I've had a, I've had my opinion about Azalea Banks over the years, and what? she's had an opinion about me. What's your opinion? Charlemagne loves Azalea Banks. I actually do. I dig Azalea <laughs> a lot. I think Azalea is a, a very misunderstood individual. And I realized that when I started actually having conversations with her, and I, 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 I said, you know what? I apologize for giving you... Donkey of the Day. Because she told me about a lot of the things that... Why did you give a Donkey of the Day? I don't remember. He gave me Donkey of the Day, if I remember correctly, for defending myself to T.I. I remember during that whole Iggy yeah, Azalea debacle. Yeah, 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 yeah And yeah, yeah. T.I. said something about me, and then I said something back, and then you called me Donkey of the Day. Yeah, you said something about his wife, I think it was. No, that was that was way after. Oh, well, I don't remember. But whatever it was, I apologize for it. And uh, I, I apologize again, Miss Banks. He only gave you donkey Aww, once? thank you, Charlemagne. Or did he give you donkey twice? Was it once or oh, twice? Charlemagne's always giving me donkey. <laughs> no, it's not always. I'm always a donkey. With the movie thing, remember? No, it wasn't the movie thing. Did he give a donkey that No, no, no. She was definitely not the donkey in that situation. Okay. Yeah, and she called me a jigaboo and a coon. <laughs> uh, I apologize for calling you a jigaboo. It's all good, A.B. So you're from Harlem. Yes. But I don't think a lot of people, I don't want to say respect, but they don't support you like an artist from Harlem. Why Why do you think that is? Who's a lot of people? A lot of New Yorkers, I would say. Mm. I, w- I would say that. They, they, don't, they don't support you like I, I think that they should. Do you agree or no? I don't agree that they should support me just because I'm from Harlem. 
And, you know, I wouldn't say that people don't respect me. I think that... Respect's a bad word. I think it's support, I, I would say. It's better. The perception, the perception even, is bad. Even still, I, I still think that there are a lot of people who actually do support Azealia Banks. For a very long time, we've been really focused on this, you know, narrative of Azealia Banks, this, like, music industry villain type of thing. But, um... Aside from that, I actually do live a normal life. I have friends and pets and fans and streams on Spotify and <laughs> plays on YouTube, you know? Mm-hmm. You think you think some of the narrative, you, of course you know some of the narrative you created yourself. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel like the music industry bad girl? Or hip-hop industry bad girl? No. I feel like... I don't know. I don't know how to say it without sounding really ignorant, but... <laughs> just say it. Speak freely. <laughs> I just feel like that dorky black girl who everyone thinks is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Do you think you feed into the, the negativity instead of focusing on your craft more? Sure, don't we all? See, this is what gets me about Azalea. She mm-hmm. knows what she's doing <laughs> right. before she won't stop doing it. I think she's... I, well, I've what seen is, a change what is there now. to stop doing? What have I, what have I really done? Well, you, like, what have I actually really done? You would make a great, and I've told you this before, you'd make a great, like, personality. You're not afraid to express your opinion. How about I'm a great musician. You definitely are. But being a musician in the music industry and then critiquing other people the way that you do makes other people not want to deal with you. Well, whose problem is that? Mm. I think that when I offer my opinion or offer my critique or anything like that, it's always in a way for me to digest what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? How do you like do you like Nicki Minaj and her music? Yeah. Y'all, y'all in a good space now. I see yeah. Y'all, yeah, yeah. y'all remind me of each other. We went to we went to LaGuardia. Yeah, we went to LaGuardia each other, which which it's not just the way that you speak and the way that you talk. It's it's everything about y'all. The aura. It's that whole aura, LaGuardia actress drama. That's what you do. It, y'all remind me of each other. Nice, thank you. A lot. Have y'all spoke outside of social media? No. I saw her talk. She mentioned you in the interview. I know that was that was the low interview. That was really good. Thank you, Nikki. You feel like that put you in a, a good place? Finally, you got a. Uh, uh, somebody wasn't afraid to say Azalea Banks is dope. I like Are you her. kidding? People say I'm dope all the time. This is what this is what I'm no, talking no, no, no. about. I'm, I'm talking about See, like this music is, this industry is the sh- people. Though. Music industry people say I'm dope all the time. It seems like you're always getting. Kanye West called me the future of music. Nas is like, what, what did Nas say? He was like, oh yeah, she's got the full package. Solange bigs me up all the time. People like and love and respect Azalea Banks. I don't know why you keep trying to tell people mm-hmm. that they don't. So you think it's just that, like, when you... It's you, Charlemagne, goddammit. But, but, but you know, like, they pay more attention to things that you say on social no, media they, than they, your music. No, they pay more attention to the things you say. Me? You get what I mean? Yeah. You, you, okay, so you've got, say you've got a million listeners every morning, right? Mm-hmm. And say I've got 10,000 followers on Twitter. If I say something to those 10,000 people, it kind of goes away. But when you guys latch onto it, the media latch onto it and you guys blow it up, then it becomes a thing. Yeah, that's when Shade Room Ball alert. But is the that my stuff. fault? Yes. No, We've absolutely not. AB. It's not my fault. Because I'll hit you and be like, no, nah, you didn't have to say that. So what? I said it. <laughs> so what? I said it. Who cares? If that's my point. Why do people care? But, it, but it's the gift and the curse, right? Like you can't pick and choose what people gravitate towards. You put out a yeah, song, but people you want them can. to like that. People can choose, you know. A lot of people, I've, I see people really stress themselves out in the comment sections over things that I say. And it's just like, damn, I, I don't think I could ever imagine being that, you know. Pressed? Well, not pressed because pressure, I don't know, I'm a very anxious girl. Mm-hmm. So I'm always in some state of pressedness. 
but <laughs> you have anxiety. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. But yeah. I think I think because of that, and, and you're not gonna like this, but I think because of that, people don't get a, actually a, a chance to meet and understand Azalea. How many times have I been telling you that? How many times have I told you that? Exactly. Well, how many times have you been telling me you're going to set up my podcast and you never do it? (laughs) Oh, stop it. She's full of shit. not true. Full of shit. I'll be like, A.B., let's do it. And I'll be like, hello, hello, hello. I really feel like people uh, misunderstand you, but they'll never understand you because they look at the negative things or whatever you say. They're so attached to what you say. Not necessarily the things that you do, whether it's the music, whether it's the acting, it, the it, fashion. It, the I don't fashion. know why. A lot of my opinions are terrible. You know, <laughs> like you really should not subscribe to the shit I'm saying. But people do. You know why? Cause, cause they're so attached to some of the people that you talk about that's or that you leave comments about. That's problem, not my problem. But that's why it's even more iller because you are an artist. So when an artist no, speaks no, out people, about other artists, no, 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 don't subscribe to Azealia Banks's opinions. Okay, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> but they do, you know, when, when you talk about some of their favorite artists, that's what they, you know, that's what they see. They don't hear the music. They don't see the fashion. They don't see the acting. They see, Azalea Banks just said this, and, and that's what they attach to. And then all of a sudden, you know, people don't understand that you can have an opinion, so they pick sides. And all of a sudden, your side is... Everything you're explaining to me is like people's problems and not Azalea Banks's problem. I can't control what people you do. Right. I can only be myself. How did you like your shout out on Atlanta? Oh, I liked it. When they, when they, 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 they it was like, look like Azalea Banks been in here. <laughs> I like chickens. it. That was nice. Do you still Thanks, do that? Donald. Huh? Do you still do that with the chickens? I don't know if you put something on me just now. What was that? <laughs> what was that look you gave me just now? <laughs> <laughs> do you still? Are you? Or you can't. Allow, you're not allowed to talk about that. Oh, sure, I can talk about it. So, do you still do it? Jesus Christ! Don't look at me like that. I don't know if you're putting something on me. Now, can we? All right, you got skincare products too, right? Yes, I do. What, what is the skincare product? But you know, she'll hit me and be like, um, uh, <laughs> I can tell you bleaching. Oh, I'm mean, not a bleaching girl. If you're rubbing out of cream. You think he's bleaching? Charlamagne's bleaching. I've never bleached. Both of us have been accused of skin bleaching, though. We're, rubbing, we're, we're, we're bleaching, bleaching <laughs> no, we're siblings. Not. No, yes, we're we not. are. No, we're not. That's how, that's how Charlamagne and I bonded. <laughs> We were sharing skin, skin skin bleach yeah. recipes. She was hitting me with all kind of stuff, telling me all kind of chemicals. I'm like, I don't know what this is. Oh, shut the f*** up. <laughs> Come on. Charlemagne's got Nadi Nola, Immediate Claire, Volume Party. Charlemagne's mixing. Charlemagne, Charlemagne got a tub under the bed. <laughs> All right, we got more with Azalea Banks when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Azalea Banks in the building. Now, did you really call Cardi B an illiterate, untalented rat? I did. Why? I just think that, you know, and this is going to sound really deep. Mm-hmm. When I look at black women's culture as like a whole thing, right? And then you think about the the media and the power that the media has, like how the, the media had the power to get rid of me, the media has the power to make anyone like the forefront, you know, the, the, this, this, this is what we're trying to like grab black women's consciousness with right now, you know? I think that it's very concerning to me that this this conversation surrounding black women's culture like changes from I don't know because I, I feel like maybe two years ago the conversation surrounding black women's culture was really reaching an all time high and we were really like discussing you know our power amongst ourselves and you know Beyonce came out with Lemonade and like 
there was just this really, really, really intelligent conversation going on nationally. And then everything just kind of changed. And then it was like Cardi B. You know what I mean? You don't think it grew, though? What do you mean grew? Like, it grew. I think it, I think uh, people took what Beyonce was doing and it grew, like, in all aspects. Because, I mean, for every Cardi B, you got a SZA and you got... Uh, Issa Rae, and you got uh, Ava DuVernay, and you got Tiffany Haddish. And when you say right, right, right. talking about her music and what she raps about, no, 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 you get what I mean? This caricature mm-hmm. of a black woman that black women themselves would never be able to get away with, you know? Like, if my spelling and grammar was that bad, I'd be canceled. If, if Nicki Minaj spelled like that, you'd just be ragging on her all day, you know? I mean, Fab has like, been spelling wrong his whole career, and we like Fab. Right, but we're, we're talking about women. Gotcha. You know? So we've, we've already established that there's a double standard there. I think that when it comes to this black women's culture thing, I just right. don't understand how we go from... Beyonce and Lemonade and Solange and all of these like great conversations, Black Lives Matter, all these conversations to like this. Well, black women aren't monolithic though either, right? I know we're not monolithic, but come on. And you used to like Cardi B. I, I used to. I mean, they had a video of you in the club going crazy to vote. Yeah, that I, was, I was really so drunk what, that what made, night. What made you not like her? You know, because I have three daughters. Of course, I don't want my daughter to be a stripper. She's a businesswoman now that's employing people. Why she looking like that? Because that's the, because it's just like I don't know. I feel like you guys just use everything to like make this like bigger than what it is. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I feel like it's like a little like you call somebody illiterate, untalented rat. <laughs> that's gross. I, I let the record show. I wasn't even gonna bring it up. By the way, no, I'm just asking. I know you I weren't know. gonna bring it up. No, I'm asking because I don't. I don't. I don't know. I really want to know because I'm trying to learn more about you because I have never spoke to you. And this is the first time I met you. So yeah. Um, so when you say things, I, I try. I want to get to the deeper yeah, side of what it's makes like, you think. I just, I just don't understand the like extreme lack of clues. You know, I've never seen that at the forefront of female rap. I, I didn't know that the standards that that the bar would be lowered so much. So it's kind of, it was kind of like a culture shock. Like the bar went from Beyonce Lemonade, this very, very extremely intelligent conversation to like. But we see that in all genres of music. We see that in rap. We see yeah. that in you know, people she, talk about young lady J. from Cole. the hood. But okay, and so that, and that's great. That's mm-hmm. great. That's great. But when you're talking about this female rap thing, like bitches that really push their pen, I just, I just feel like it's unfair to like the real institution of female rap. We're talking about this for way too long, honestly. I think you, I think you give Cardi B enough. Free promotion. Let's talk Cardi. about Anna Winter. But I love Rhapsody. In fact, and I love Azalea Banks, and I love. Tink. I think Cardi B would love Anna Winter. I think <laughs> it would make her feel really good if she listened to Anna Winter. Maybe she should put the headphones on her belly and let the baby hear Anna Winter. Too. Oh, well, God, wait, all right, well, let's Stop take it out of Cardi B. Do you feel that way for for male music as well? I don't care. I really don't care about male music. <laughs> Didn't you used to be in the studio with Kanye back in the day? Back in the day, day, yeah. Yeah, you used to write. Would you help him write? Or I didn't say all that. Oh, so what y'all just used to work together, collab? I don't no, know. we were just talking. Got you. How are those conversations? Very scattered. Do you understand what he's going through now? Um, Because you had your, your love for Trump moment. Listen, I wanted a tax break, okay? Like, everybody keeps trying to pin this, like, love for Trump on me. But that wasn't the point. I feel like, you know... Money. This was before he was president, by the way. Yeah, I feel like the system's the same on both sides, you know? No matter who you're voting for, the American dream is it 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 rests on a systematically oppressed underclass mm-hmm. be it black people latino people people in jail people in china building 
for us for cheap, you know? Like, that's just the name of the game. So either way you go, somebody's getting f***ed, you know? Wouldn't you want to get a couple extra, like, $30,000 back on your tax return? Like, you're getting either way. Now, let's put this in context. She was saying this before he was president. When he became president, she changed her tune. Yeah, because it's like, all right, Trump. You're just cheapening the presidency now. You're just, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. now you're just being sloppy. Okay, because I'm, I'm also an American. Like, I grew up watching South Park. I love the bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. calling Kim Jong-un fat and short. I think he's, like, the adult human, like, Eric Cartman. <laughs> like, he reminds me so much of Eric Cartman. A big part of the reason why I didn't want to vote for Hillary Clinton is because I felt like her movement was just shrouded in so much, like white feminism it just seems like we're just gonna get this woman to the presidency and like completely ignore the fact that her and her husband are the reason that so many black families are divided now like the 1994 crime bill Mm. you get what i mean that's why you know people going to jail for like a bag of weed and dumb like that Mm -hmm. we're like we're forgetting that this woman called us super predators you know she's blatantly like trying to pedal to us and talk about she's got hot sauce in her bag and all type of shit like that. She's like literally talking to us like we're idiots. You know? I always say that I like my racist racist. You know? <laughs> Me too. I don't like any of that covert shit. Like, um, and yeah, I, I felt, I, I just, I, and I, I feel this way about feminism too. I feel like the conversation or the feminist conversation is always very white female centric. And I just felt like if Hillary Clinton won, that was just going to be like a win for white women and just like more losses for black women because that was just going to give them even more of an excuse not to deal with like the intersectionality and all of the different, all of the other women that fall under that feminist banner or like, you know, should be included in there. So how do women of color become, I guess, all inclusive in that movement? Or do they Do we want to? Do we want to be? You know, I mean, like, we've seen it with the suffrage, suffrage movement. Black women helped white women get the right to vote, and then they just kind of left us. Mm. You know, left us to fend for ourselves. We were the last American citizens to get the right to vote. So, yeah, I guess I guess it's a bit about, you know, realizing that history can and will repeat itself. And the fact that Donald Trump was a seem- seemingly a political outsider, I was willing to take the chance, right. you know? A lot of people were. And you, but you're one of the people that could say I made a mistake voting. Well, she didn't vote. No, you didn't vote for him, did you? Did you vote for him? Don't look at me like that. Now, now <laughs> you, you also said she likes your, you, you like your racist racist, right? Yeah, I like my racist racist. What happened in Tel Aviv? Because you said that you'll never go back because oh, they, I, they I were racist. Can't, I can't go back to Tel Aviv. Are you it banned was, from the was, country? No. Oh. No, I'm not banned from the country. Just everywhere I went, there was just looks, 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 looks. Went into a restaurant. People would be like, like, I'd come in and they'd be like, oh, hold on a second. Showing on their face that they needed to go, like, get their mind together before they served black people. There was only, like, we only ate in one restaurant. Mm. Every other restaurant we went to, the people were just kind of like, ugh. Then in the airport, it was just like, you know, the, pe- the people at, 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 like, working for the airline were just clearly giving me and my security guard a hard time. I was seeing a lot of people with UK passport, white people with UK passports, just passing through, passing through, passing through. And just the vibe I got was very, like, unwelcoming. Mm-hmm. It kind of just gets to a point where you're just like, damn, I'm a nigger here too? I'd rather, rather just go home and be a nigger at home. All right, we got more with Azalea Banks when we come back. All right, let's get on her joint right now. It's called Anna Winter. 
And then let us know what you think about it. It's the yeah, breakfast matter, club. Yeah, matter of fact, tweet her if you don't. If you like it, tweet her. If you don't like it, tweet her that too. All right. All right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Isaiah Banks is in the building. Charlemagne. Let me ask you about uh, RZA. He was here, and he admitted that Russell Crowe did spit in your direction. You said he spit on you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you forgive RZA now? Or are you still? I don't know about RZA. RZA can call me when he's got some money for me. He had you and y'all. Y'all did a movie together. Came out early this year. Mm-hmm. Love beats rhymes. Love beats rhymes. And you, you didn't even want to promote it. I mean, because it was, it was embarrassing. You know, all of the, all of the things that happened around the movie was, was really humiliating. What director is gonna throw the star of his movie under the bus? Like you, fucking idiot. Like we, we, like Riza and I were the only ones who suffered. You get what I mean? Russell Crowe was the one who choked me, spat at me. Little bit lands on me, like you choke me off, throw me outside the fucking room, and he gets to fucking walk off scot free. And here, here's me and Riza arguing out loud, you know, fucking up both of our reputations for this shit that he did. If Riza was smart, he should have just shut the fuck up. Who's gonna want to see a movie in which the director has slandered the lead actress? Like Russell Crowe's already established. You and I are trying to make our play. Why are you defending him? Why didn't you press charges against Russell Crowe? Because they bought the tapes. And to be honest, I didn't have the money at the time. Mm. Everybody that was there that night, if you if you watch the TM the TMZ testimonies, they're all conflicting stories. Mm-hmm. Everybody was down to lie on Russell's behalf. I was just about to start recording the soundtrack for the movie, you know, and then think think about that, you know, like, goddamn it, Riza, you are like directing a film with Jill Scott, Common, Azealia Banks, and Riza, and you can't manage to forge a fucking soundtrack. Jesus. Do you think that uh if, it, if that would have happened maybe a year later during the whole Time's Up Me Too movement, people would have heard your voice a little louder? Who gives a fuck? I'm not, like, trying to... <laughs> like, seriously, like, I really don't give a fuck about these two clowns. My my biggest thing is, like, you guys fucked my moment up. That was my movie, and you fucked it up, Riza. Has he reached out to you at all? No, and he better not. Has Russell Crowe? I mean, you never know. No. Now, how does that affect with any other movies that you try to do? Does that reputation alleged reputation of what happened. Of course it will. Yeah, that was really stupid. Like, you f***ed the both of us out of a lot of f***ing money. Technically, it was Russell Crowe's fault, though. Yes, and now, yeah, yeah, yeah. now Rizza and I... For, the bat at, for him, that was wrong. That's what yeah, she said. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Now, now you and I, Rizza, are out of a lot of f***ing money because nobody went to see the f***ing movie. The movie flopped. We didn't have a soundtrack. All of the things that we were supposed to get done, we didn't get done. But every time, you know, every, every time you're, like, calling me to go to the studio, I show up to the studio, and you're coked out. Who, Rizzo or Russell? Rizzo! Like, he's really a dummy. Don't believe any of that f***ing gong-banging, f***ing nunchuck-throwing he be talking about. <laughs> that is a f***ing clown. Out, man. Seriously, <laughs> the good read one self-help book and, like, goes like this. You know what it is, You know what? And he thinks he's some f***ing You don't want to say, say, say alleged, alleged cocaine. Alleged. alleged. Yes. Alleged. But f- him. So a- after the thing happened, he put that whole letter on Facebook, and then he was just like, oh, yeah, Azealia Banks and her her psychiatric health. Like, Rizzo was giving me money to go to, like, the psychiatrist. You know what I mean? And he, like, put that out there as if that was something he used against me. There's nothing wrong with therapy. Therapy's but great. But why? Like, why? Why would you, like, say that? Because he was trying to paint you as crazy. But so. why? Why? When we have a movie to sell. Mm. What are you doing? Making sure his friendship with so Russell Crowe was better than his Listen, let me tell you something, you dumbass. Russell Crowe is never going to do another f- movie with you, okay? Everyone saw The Man with an Iron Fist. That f- was trash. 
You're not ta- you're not a talented director, you know? And you should probably stop wasting people's time and money. I don't know why people don't like you, Isaiah. I don't know. I don't know either. I like Isaiah. Uh, in April, oh, boy. he posted a message on IZ saying that you was drugged and raped, which was concerning. Yes. What I got GHB'd. What is that? Some white boy. I got GHB'd at a bar. You're by yourself? Mm-hmm. I was staying in a hotel because I was doing some press, and I was just drinking, and some guy came over and just started buying me drinks. White guy? Of course. And he's just buying me drinks, and I guess in between then and there, he, like, dropped something into my drink. Get upstairs to the room, and drinking some more, we're drinking some more, and... Okay, this is really graphic. I'm just gonna and say it. So I keep trying to kick this guy out of my room, but he keeps sticking his tongue in my ass. Your pants were down. I was, like, dancing around my room naked, but I was, like, planning to kick him out. And every time I tried to kick him out, he just went and started eating my ass. And one thing led to another, and then I just started getting heavy. Mm. Like, my body just started getting heavy, and then I realized something was wrong. And then I just started screaming, and I kind of, like, stumbled and kicked him out. And then I f***ing collapsed on the bed and cried. Like, once I realized that I was, like, on drugs that I didn't know I was on, mm. the next day, like, my whole throat was, like, burning. I had pins and needles. I could barely swallow. So you got him out. He didn't penetrate. It was... So this is this is the thing. Like, right. whatever whatever drugs he put in my drink made my so dry. <laughs> like, mm. my was just dry. So it was just like a sloppy, dry hump. And so he probably, of, you probably would have got with him if he hadn't drugged you anyway. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really don't know. He was eating ass. That's weird. I know. Like, who drugs you and eat ass? Right. It's like, you could have just saved, you could have saved your drugs. You could have just ate ass. <laughs> you know, I might have just. I, I'm not, I ain't supposed to laugh at that. What's wrong with you, yo? What's up, man? Why you got to say things like that? <laughs> Listen. Now, you uh, you talked about how Kanye, uh, was, not Kanye, RZA was paying for your psychiatric therapy. I go to therapy every week. Do, yeah. Do you, do you enjoy therapy? I love it. All right. Azalea is one of the people who I, I talked about therapy with early on. You, you this had, is therapeutic for her right now. It's therapeutic for me. This is this is, this is is great. You told me this that I, I probably needed CBT, cognitive behavior therapy, and you was right. Yeah, but you, you've changed a lot. I'm really proud of you, Charlemagne. Really? You used to be really rude and if i'm gonna be honest with you the reason i like started a problem with you is because of when you made little mama cry like i feel like i feel like every black girl in the world like hated you in that moment like you just kept going in on her like she was telling you that her mom had just passed you kept going in and then then you were calling her ugly like little mama's gorgeous i never called her ugly you were like you look like a 40 year old man you did say that you did you piece of this is like that was eight wow. years ago. But it was horrible. It was, it was, you're right, see, it was. And as, 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 like a, as like a young girl who listened to Little Mama, I was really against you. And you know what I told Isaiah when she checked, when she tried to check me on that? I said, I know you ain't f-ing talking about getting at people. I think y'all see yourselves in each other. Like, I really do. Like, y'all, <laughs> like, y'all are almost like the same person. We're from the same tribe. We might be. But you know me and Little Mama was actually supposed to uh, crack jokes on each other. That was the thing. Yeah, but you made her cry, so you no, lost. No, I didn't make her cry. No, you lost. You did was, You did make her cry. It was disgusting, though. It was an ugly moment. I hate that. Anyway, Anna Wintour. Oh. <laughs> oh, now he wants to listen to the music. Oh, okay. Anna Wintour, are you going to drop an EP or album? Or? I'm dropping an album in July. It is the second installment of the first Fantasy Project. And it's called Fantasy Two: The Second Wave. So I'm going back in my like whole mermaid vibes and doing the sea punk thing. And I was gonna ask that. So for somebody who hasn't heard your music, knows your name, but hasn't heard your music, well, how would you describe your music? 
I got something for everybody. I have straight, like, you know, pure R&B tracks. I have pure hip-hop tracks. I have some tracks that are a bit more tropical. Then I have, like, you know, the housey stuff. Okay. Then I have trans music. What's trans music? Trans music is kind of like a... It's like techno, electro, kind of... Like, I should be high when I listen to that, like, doom, 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 doom. See you. He he goes to trans club. I don't. Didn't you get taken advantage of too by like an early manager? Or yeah, but like your boyfriend or something. Yeah, I was a crazy little girl. I was a crazy little. But girl. he was even worse because he was a grown ass man. I know. I was like seventeen dating some like fifty year old white guy. Wasn't he like the manager of like disgusting One Direction or something? No, Coldplay. Coldplay. Now now that I look back on it, I'm just like, oh, it's like disgusting. Like I can like taste his like old, like, wrinkly neck. Yeah, but that don't got nothing to do with putting his hands on you and stuff. That, yeah. Forget all that. Like, he was yeah, doing yeah, you yeah. Dirty. Once, Once I started blowing up, he started getting, like, a little, like, you know, because things changed. I wasn't, like, his little plaything anymore. I was Azealia Banks, the star. And I started demanding more things and wanting more things. And one day, because he, he, was, he was, like, going through this divorce the whole time we were together. So the Finally hits the fan. You knew he was married? Yeah. Mm. But you was young. How old were you at the time? I was 17, 18. But he told me that he was separated. He was lying. Mm. Then eventually I found out that he's still married. By that time, I'm still, I'm already in love with him. What's, what's his name? Like, why protect somebody like that? Because it, I just, I just don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. I'm up now. But stuff like that would make you hate the industry, though. Yes. Exactly. Tell them where to follow you. you on Instagram and all that good stuff. At Azealia Banks. A-Z-E-A-L-I-A-B-A-N-K-S. And I think Azalea Banks is extremely talented. Uh, and you, as you can tell, she's extremely And Charlamagne is extremely light-skinned. Stop it. I'm so proud Could of my stop? light-skinned brethren. <laughs> Would you stop already? <laughs> Azalea Banks, ladies and gentlemen. My goodness. Yes. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Missy Elliott looked incredible, and how did she do it? She posted a picture of herself, and she said, Proudly to say, it's been four months. I have only drank water, no other juices or soda, and I cut out bread. And Lord knows that's been the hardest for me. See, I've never been a water drinker, but this has helped my skin. It really restored the glow back, and I don't feel sluggish. She said, next up, if she could only cut out junk food, she said, ish, that's my weakness. But if I can give up those other things, I'll fight that too. Maybe only two cupcakes a month. I love Missy Elliott. Shout she looks great, but I will say this i hate when people talk about water as if it's something new like i just started drinking water we our body is made of three-fourths of water like what were y'all drinking when y'all was kids soda yeah, I was drinking I actually, water no when oh, i was a mean. kid i really didn't drink water Listen, well, so well, guess what? i used when to I play a outside kid. a lot so we used to play a lot of basketball and run around in football. We used to drink out the hose all the time. And water, water hose water. That's we, all we used I to drink. I never drank water hose water, nah, but I definitely did, did not drink water ever growing up. No, nah, we did when we That's played crazy. basketball and we when we played outside. But then when we went inside, there was no water inside. You know what I drank? A lot of fruity juices. We had lemonade. My mom used to make yeah. iced tea. Nah. Lemonade. We had, we had a red, lot of lemonade. soda. We had red Kool-Aid, but that was a treat. 
at dinner. Any other time, it was water. Yeah, but you know what? When people do, and they've done, they actually, I was just reading a whole study where somebody, all they did was drink water, just like Missy Elliott says she did. And it really makes such a huge difference when it comes to your skin, yes, your weight. Yes, because your body is made everything. of three fourths of water. So it's easy to say that, but not everybody clearly does that, as mm. Missy Elliott just did it now, and she's uh-huh. 46 years that's, old. And that's ridiculous. So I love the fact that she posted that picture and said all of that. Hey, guess what else I just started doing? What's that? Breathing, taking in this oxygen. It's really good for you. you I sure? mean, it's, it's easy to say that, but for some people, it's not so easy. Easy. So, you Nothing's know, easy in this she world, said like, she said like that anymore. she hadn't done it before and now she is and she feels great. And there's a lot of people trust and believe everybody doesn't just drink water all the time. Absolutely. All right. Tierra Marie. Now, we all saw that leaked uh, sex clip that was put out. I'm not sure who put it out. Some people were saying she did it herself. She denies that. Uh, but here is what she had to say on TMZ. So, yes, I record videos. I did everything. But. I don't understand. He threw me under the bus. I don't understand what's going on myself. He keeps telling me that he didn't do it. Was it a bad breakup? He, he, it hasn't even been a whole breakup. So, you, wait, you were still oh, together you with you're still person. together now. Yeah, we are. Well, after the whole sex tape, of course I'm pissed, and of course I still feel away, but we talk every day, and we're still, like, in communication with each other. Now, he says that his phone got hacked, and she doesn't believe him at all. Well, when she was actually with her boyfriend, right, because uh, she's still talking to him. It's not like they ever stopped talking. Uh, there's actually pictures, I guess, they're trying to say that she smashed his car windows and all of that because of this whole uh, porn situation. Well, here they are together, where she he's saying that it's her ex-boyfriend that actually posted these videos and pictures. Mm. Tell the truth. Tell about your ex. Being what about Not it? me. Her ex, her ex had everything. But you still was the one. Her ex had access to everything. Not me. Pierre, if you and your dude would stop talking about it, we'd have forgot already. I promise you. I don't know. It was pretty uh, big story yesterday. And no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Everybody, people was hitting me about oh, it. God. Like, do you have the picture? Do you have the video? Where can I find it? All right. Now, T.I. and Tiny, it's been a year since their show ended, and rumor is that they could be coming back to television. It seems like, according to the Jasmine brand, VH1 is interested in reviving their show, and BET is interested in bringing back Tiny and Toya as well. I wouldn't be mad at that. Both Tiny and Toya have uh, done a lot. A since, lot. They have a lot going yeah, on right now. Yeah, they have now, a lot so, yeah. going on. Since. I'm not mad at Tiny and Toya. And what about T.I. and Tiny coming back? I always um, love to see black families on, on TV. If positive. they want to... It's been on for a long time, though. How long? Time? It's been on for a year. It's been on. You know I'm talking about the Ti and the Ti and, uh, and Tiny show. It's right before he got locked up, so at least that? eight nine seasons. That long? Yeah. Yeah, baby. I'm not mad at that though. They still got a lot going on, and their kids are still young. Mm. Yeah, if they want to do it, I think that'd be great. Because I actually used to really watch that show. So, and Me the too. kids, some of them are so grown now. So it'd be interesting to see how that is. All right. Absolutely. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back. Shout to all the moms out there. I'm doing a Mother's Day mix, and I'm going to start it off with First Plies, the remix to his rock song. So shout to all the what? moms. That's the rock and all Plies that. Plies did a remix to rock for mamas? Yes. Well, not for mamas. He just did a remix for oh, rock. Oh, so it's like your mom is the rock, rock. of the family. Exactly. All or right, your girl, got you, got or your you, wife, you, who's, you know, your baby moms and all that. What? The remix is about your mom. I didn't say rock? that. I just said I'm you? just dedicating it to the moms because oh. sometimes the rock right, of the family is the moms. All right, dedicate that song and Plies being there talking about getting and all kind of other stuff, and you dedicating it to moms out there. This now, goes out to my mom. Shout out to you, mom. It's not, it has nothing to do with you. She started talking about sweet shatty. Yeah, no, no, it has nothing to do with that. It's, What's good about, about this song is that this song, the remix, actually represents for the ladies as well now. Yeah, Remy Martin's on the remix. Remy Ma. 
Don't dedicate it to the mom. Just say you're playing the remix. Yeah, you ain't know, but your mom could be your rock. You yes, don't know what the content of this record is. I heard the record. I played it. Okay, well. Okay, well, here's an exclusive for you guys. That, not only that. We also but, have... but truth to, truth to the matter is, your mom do got good poom poom to somebody. So if Flies does say sweet p- Saturday, that's for the daddy. That's for the daddy. Yeah. There you go. There <laughs> exactly. you go. And also, uh, we're going to premiere Fat Joe's new record. This one is actually called Mama, and it's featuring Big Sean, and it's uh, in dedication to all the moms out there. All right, so we're going to start the mix off with those two records. Let us know how you feel about that. Revolt will see you uh, on Monday, and happy Mother's Day to the moms.